Happy Tuesday, beautiful people. Welcome to WSQF 94.5 FM Blink Radio. I am extremely excited because I have the honor and blessing to bring to you a legend, Tim Story, celebrity transformational leader, coach, world-renowned speaker, author, and somebody who's going to be the keynote speaker at the Epic Talks event tomorrow night. Welcome to the show, Tim. I'm so excited to have you here. And most importantly, your friend. So I, I've read your book one and a half times mm. because it was that good. Wow. So I read the whole book, but then I got into like how you start your morning, how you stay online, and I mean, can you imagine that you were coaching the coach? <laughs> <laughs> so if they do not have the book, get the book. It's so good. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot, especially coming from you. The book is called Detoxify Your Mind. Yes. For those of you uh, that are interested, you can find it on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And you can also find it on my website, melitza.com. But you also have a book. Yes. The Miracle Mentality. So um, I wrote this book uh, with Harper Collins. And so when you when you sign a really big book deal, they put a lot of pressure on you. Mm-hmm. And so I, I got this amazing uh, gentleman who was teaching at Princeton University that was my editor, and we just went back and forth for like two and a half years. So I love this book. It's about not living mundane, mm. not being stuck in the messy, mm-hmm. but believing that life has a miracle lifestyle for you. That's what the book's about. I love that. And b- before we get into the miracle way of living, mm-hmm. I I would love for you to share your story because your 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 past is is actually crazy and to to see who you are now and 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 create the impact that you have in people's lives like you would never think that somebody that came from Compton yeah. would be sitting here right now and leading the way you do. Yeah, so it's it's a interesting thing. So there's actually a scripture in the Bible that says, despise not small beginnings. So when we were uh, young, we had seven people in a two-bedroom apartment in Compton, California. But that was just, that was one challenge. The other challenge was my father was struggling with alcoholism mm. and that my mother worked at Winchell's Donut Shop with a sixth grade education. So we had people that were cramped and crowded with no real foundation mm-hmm. and really no way out. So we weren't young talking about going to Harvard or Yale. No, we were like talking about don't go to jail. That's what mm-hmm. we used to talk about a lot and, you know, things like that. But I, I really found um, strength in education. Mm-hmm. Um, the teachers in my schools really saw my charisma and my energy. And man, they went after me. Like, I can think of even my, my third grade teacher, Mrs. Cook, just really challenged me that I was something special. And then my next teacher, Mrs. Sullivan, in fourth grade. Uh, so it was really my teachers that really helped get me on the straight and narrow. And then we started going to church after that. What What do you think made you so special and made you stand out? I think that everybody is, is special. I think that, you know, to be a celebrity means to be celebrated. Mm. And so I think that everybody is is a is a celebrity, but not everybody's celebrated. 
So I think that God gave everybody some type of secret sauce. Mm -hmm. And my secret sauce, I was uh, fortunate enough to discover what that uh, is and was, cultivate it, Mm. and then take it to the world. I love that. Where did this come from? Did it come from like church, that desire to want to help? Or were, was it something that since you were little that you already had it in you? Yeah. So to, to me, it was it, it was innate where if I saw like a person trying to get across the street, like an older person, and mm-hmm. we were in a car, even when I was real young, my mother says, I would say, Mom, do you think we should help them across the street? Mm-hmm. So I was already thinking that way. Okay. And then when I started to go to church and found out this whole thing about the Jesus style that he went about doing good and he was healing people that were in trouble, I really started to go that way. Not so much the way of just religion, Mm. but the way of Jesus Christ on how he humbled himself to help other people. And then I was very influenced by Mother Teresa. Mm -hmm. Man, I I read a book about her life when I was only 16 and I got all transformed by reading about Mother Teresa going out and helping all the orphans, yeah. I love that. Yeah, and with leprosy. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Amazing. She was not, as you're saying, she was not afraid of anybody. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's how all three of us are, that uh, I love the underdog. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love the challenge, challenge uh, person. I, I love it when people say you're done because you're mm-hmm. never done till God says you're done. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I love that you say that. And I can relate to that so much. Because, you know, I was the troubled child. I was the one always getting, yes. you know, doing something bad, like, or, or wanting attention. Or when we were taking a nap, I would take the girls' Barbies and dolls. And, you know, but the teachers still loved me. Yes. <laughs> you know, and, and I, I was introduced to Christianity at an early age, mm-hmm. um, the foster care system. Uh, the parents that I, my family, the foster parents I had, they were Seventh-day Adventists. Yes. So um, I had the opportunity to grow in church, and you know, this is something that I think it's so important, and every child should have in their in their but life. But that's that's what we have so much in common. When you think about you being in the foster care system, and then kind of being shuttled around, it's not like you first found one family, and then oh my gosh, then I found like the home that really sheltered me and strengthened me. You know, it took a while for you to find yourself. Mm-hmm. But that's also one of the parts of you that I love because you are feisty. (laughs) Mostly when I read in the book, like, and we won't get into it today, but after the fool cheated on you, whoa, (laughs) bad move, buddy. You cheated on the wrong woman. (laughs) You know, not only she a Latin woman. Was it the the blue man? (laughs) All I got to know and tell you is that shush. I was like, I'm going to really always play it straight with her. (laughs) You know, I I just believe like that once that happens, it'll happen again with that same person. You know what I mean? And I just love myself enough to be able to walk away, you know? Yeah. So, but can I tell you what I mean by all that? Yeah. Is that I think that sometimes when people are compassionate Mm. and we're loving and we decide to serve people, doesn't mean... We're a pushover. Mm -hmm. So all three of us that are talking today, uh, we're not pushovers. Mm -hmm. And and neither was Christ. So we are not, we're not pushovers. In fact, we're bold as lions. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, the three of us have 
uh, a tendency. I'm speaking for the three of us without really speaking with context. But yeah. making the hard stuff look easy, it's as if you never did anything at all. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people who already see us in a successful position don't really understand how hard it was to make it look easy. Yes. And a lot of people just don't think you did anything because you made it look so easy. Mm-hmm. And that's been my experience. My Mine is not... I've been blessed with, you know, parents who died married, 54, 55 years of marriage. Yeah. But, man, I, I'm i on my fifth life. I was supposed to die five other times mm-hmm. in serious, tragic situations. And I realize I'm here for a reason, just like Moses was supposed to die. And I just take on the God complex. And after all, he asks us to be like him. So... People might say, yeah, you think you're God. I go, I'm not that I'm thinking I'm God. I'm thinking I'm doing God's work on your behalf. And then yes. that's when they shut up. Yeah. And they don't realize that I'm willing to go through a lot of pain and heart heartache. Only joys I really get are meeting people like you. But then again, I had to do the hard stuff, which is build a radio station so that I can even meet people like you too. Yes. And I'm really honored and, to be in your have- presence. And I realized how difficult it was to be in the room with you guys it took all and, this and thank you for giving us all a voice you yes. know and that's why I, I love coming here and interviewing amazing people and uh, my question to you is um, what do you wish is something that they would have taught you at an early age when you were struggling as a child yeah I think that I think I wish they would have taught me some of the tools like um, you know as we get older and we start to get as carol dweck says a growth mindset rather than a fixed mindset mm-hmm. i thought we just had to be just stuck in the way we we were so i remember my mother saying and she wasn't trying to be mean but what she used to say to us is basically this is how life is mm. and so one time we went up to this place called big bear mountain in southern california and we were watching people ski and, you know, we just were trying to take a family trip and, you know, our crowded little Volkswagen with seven people in it, which is really illegal to drive that way. <laughs> and we were watching these people ski. And my sister, who was already 12, said, uh, Mom, how come we can't ski? And my mom just lectured her. She said, people like us don't ski. Mm. And so my mother had a fixed mindset. So in my, in my you know, growth, I wish that my parents would have known more mm-hmm. to say no 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 people like us do ski we mm-hmm. just don't ski now uh-huh. but we're going to get there absolutely mm-hmm. i i remember i i grew up in something very similar and i remember my foster dad I, I told him i think i was like seven or eight i was like i gotta go to disney world and he looks at me he's like we're never going to disney world wow Mm-hmm. And I remember just being like, you know, and, 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 and funny thing is, I ended up living in Orlando and I used to skip school to get, go to Disney. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know? So, you know, so. there's a children's book that they have this saying that you get what you get mm. and don't get upset. And so many people are living like that, that you get what you get, don't get upset. Mm-hmm. But that's where, again, I'm so proud of you. That you are breaking uh, borders, boundaries, restrictions, limitations, and no, we we are breaking through. Absolutely, we don't live normal lives. Uh-huh. My my favorite word happens to be no. <laughs> when somebody tells me no, 
That's a hell yes. So what's you your know? what's your favorite one? <laughs> um, I just want to say that she's had to tell guys that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. It's, it's funny because her favorite word is no, and my favorite word is go. So two two letter words, you know. No is definite, and go is rápido. <laughs> I, I like that. I don't have a favorite word yet. But I might get one by the end of the week. <laughs> I, I, I just know she's told a lot of people no. Can, can I have your number? You know, no. Uh, I'm, I'm, can I sit next to you? Can I sit next to you? No. <laughs> you know, uh, what would you tell people that, you know, have these limiting beliefs and how can they break through those barriers that are keeping them stuck? Yeah. I think one thing is, is that don't put yourself down. Because there's a reason you have those limiting beliefs. So part of it may be environment. Mm. Uh, part of it could be lack of education, lack of knowing, lack of understanding. Hosea 4, 6 in the Bible says, For my people are destroyed for their lack of knowledge. The word destroyed there in the Hebrew means you are unraveling slowly. So when you start seeing me spit these Bible verses, so my doctorate is in world religion and my master's is in counseling and therapy. So I went to seven years of school to pay attention to things like this. But I think that a lot of people, they just don't know any better. Mm. So don't put yourself down mm -hmm. for not knowing better. But now it's time to get an aha moment. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And when you get that aha moment, then you got to say, okay, now it's time. Let's go. And I think all three of us at this desk have had that aha moment time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. How would you tell someone um, that, how to find that aha moment? Because uh, you're not aware of what you don't know. And yes. you don't know that you don't know something, mm -hmm. right? And there's a lot of people out there that I'll even, you know, start a conversation with them and they'll be like, so what do you do? Or what are you into? Or I'm like, oh, personal development, transformational, emotional yes. intelligence. Do you know who Tim's story is? Do you know who Tony Robbins is? You know, and they're like, I don't know anything about right. that. They're 40, they're 50, they're 60. Yes. It, and it blows my mind because, you know, obviously we're in this world, so everything, it comes easy to us, right? Mm -hmm. But not. I'm not saying that everything comes easy to us, but I mean, like, the information and the speakers yes. and, like, we know these events and, like, how to get that mindset of thriving. How do you tell someone or how do you support someone in helping them find that aha moment or finding people like us? Okay, so you definitely have to step out of your current surroundings. So I'll give you a funny story. So when we were kids, during Trick or Treat uh, Halloween, we figured out you could go to the rich neighborhood and get bigger candies. <laughs> okay? So let's say I was like nine, yeah. but there was a kid that was 16 and he piled in about five of us and we went to what we called the rich neighborhood. Okay, uh -huh. they had like better outfits than us, and but the you other mean thing cost is, costumes, better, uh, fancy costumes, fancy, <laughs> fancy <laughs> costumes, right? But they had big Snickers bars and and big, you know, Milky Ways, and you know, in in our neighborhood, they didn't really have that much. And so I thought, wow, man, these rich people, they 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 got all the big stuff. But you guys, this is so funny. So later in life, I decided. I'm going to take a drive to what we thought was the rich neighborhood from where I used to live. It was literally only two and a half miles away. So what I thought was such a long journey yeah. to the mm -hmm. rich neighborhood, 
was only two and a half miles away. So some people that are watching right now and listening, you are so close. Mm -hmm. Just get out of your neighborhood. Get out of your neighborhood. Open up your mind. Expand your mind. Yes. And if if you're not happy with where you're at, you have Google. Yes. You have YouTube. All you have to place in that search button is, how can I transform my life? Mm-hmm. How can I have a better life? And you'll have a whole bunch of videos and, and books, you know? Yes. And, and like Tony Robbins says, it's, it's not a lack of resources. It's a lack of resourcefulness. It's super, super, super good. And I think to add to that, we have to be tired of being tired. Mm. And I feel that that's why people are afraid to sit in silence. Mm. They have the TV on constantly. They have music on constantly. They're on TikTok, Instagram. When I'm coaching people, I challenge them to sit in silence because they don't want to hear what they're really thinking. Mm -hmm. They don't want to really take inventory of their real surroundings. Absolutely. But man, sit in silence for about three days. And believe me, you'll get tired of being tired, tired of being this way, that way, the other way. And you will then decide to step out and step in. Can I share share a perspective mm -hmm. of similar to yours, but different? If you yes. can understand. My father was a rags to riches story, seventh grade education, Cuban refugee. You know, tr- we're, the three brothers are like, we got an education, but oh, I can't believe that made it. Yeah. But my father would say these things that are very similar to, you learned it very young, which I'm going to go to the neighborhood to get the bigger Hershey. My father used to say, mijo, my son, my son, son. The, the, the selling of something only has to Add zeros to your thinking. The selling is the same. It's who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to sell those raffle tickets, why don't you sell them by the 10 and only talk to people who have $10? Yes. Because why do the same pitch 10 times and sell 10 tickets when you can sell them each by the 10? Mm-hmm. And sure enough, I applied it, and I was always top three, top four in my school in raffle tickets. And one day, without realizing after years of that, Check out this story because it changed everybody's life. Yes. And I had no idea I was doing it. I was in an elevator pitching the, the raffle table. Man, would you like to buy a raffle ticket? It was at the 8.30 in the morning. Everybody's on the routine with their coffee in the morning. I'm in ninth grade. I'm in an elevator. And the man behind me in the, in the elevator says, Hey, kid, don't you know there's a no soliciting adver- uh, sign outside in the lobby? And I turned to the guy just out of the gut of mine. He goes, do you know who I am, sir? Mm-hmm. Just the delay, the, the response, right? I get out on the first freaking door. The door opens, I get out. So now I'm, now I'm um, paranoid. So I'm going up and down, but not in order. So he can't catch me again. Oh, yeah. Well, can you believe that God said he wanted me to do this? <laughs> and I, of course, the penthouse is at the very end. It's now like 1130, maybe 12 in the afternoon. And our bus drove us to downtown to the top sellers of rival tickets. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'm on the $10 trip. Check this out. It changes the entire community of people. I opened the door like I always did. Cole called the door. You know, I just opened the door. And it's the same lady I was talking to in the elevator. And she goes, and it's too late. I said, uh-huh. oh, you're going to buy the raffle ticket? Hey, kid, come in here. Oh, and she goes, I'm going to make up the name. Margaret, shut the door. And I go into his office, and he's sitting there, Magnate Penthouse, and he's really cool. It's the biggest building in downtown at the time, one, oh, Bisca- yeah. one Biscayne Tower. But it's tiny compared to the buildings today. And then he leans out and he goes, I'm calling security. You're out of here right now. I already told you there's no soliciting in the building. I go, sir, why don't you just reply? 
to what I asked you. Do you know who I am? And he goes, go ahead, tell me. I go, I'm a man for others, Ooh. which is the lemma, the, the mantra of Belen Jesuit Preparatory School in Miami, yeah. which is what the raffle tickets were for, to build mm-hmm. a new school. We were basically a refugee school, but the oldest school in all of America. Yes. Because 1528 in Cuba, so it's older than Harvard and Yale, for Christ's sake. So he, he leans back like that, and this big emotional, his face turns red. And, and I go, sir, remember, I'm, I'm six foot tall and 168 pounds. I looked at him like this. And I put my point in my chest and I was bravado. I think I was cool as hell. And he goes, I went to a Jesuit school in Ohio. I go, and you're giving me grief. Uh, buy a book of raffle tickets and I'm out of here. He, he throws a $1 bill. Now my father comes in. Yeah. I go, one, you think they sent me here to downtown to sell you $1 ticket? You either give me $10 tickets or I take this whole desk and throw it upon you. Because now I'm meant for myself. Don't insult me like that. Guess what? He brings out the $10. I take out my pockets. I have no more tickets. I already sold out. Mm-hmm. And I go, see, I can't even sell you tickets. But I'll get some idiot downstairs friend of mine to sell you $10. So I tell that person, Eddie, go up there and sell the guy $10 tickets. This story is, I'm telling you, it's mind-boggling. <laughs> Let's go so we can he get goes started up, to the He next. goes up there and sends a $10 ticket. <laughs> Six months later, intercom, after the, the morning prayer, after everything, come to my office, a disciplinarian, the two, him and I. I go, oh, we've been busted. People looking through the little windows of homeroom door, ninth grade, yep. or B marched the gauntlet to the principal's office. They want to know, do you know who this person is? I deny, guy. I didn't sell the ticket. So I'm denying it. Deny, deny, deny. Eddie comes in there with that face of he ratted me out. Like, you ratted me out? Bro, bro, I sold the ticket. (laughs) You guys are now suspended. I'm calling your parents. Go to the auditorium. You'll be there for two weeks. I go, I'm going to flunk out. I'm barely a C student. They walk us down with the hardcore disciplinarian who's Father Riscardo, hardcore Jesuit. Going down the gauntlet, everybody's looking at us. And when they open up the door, 50 people, press, New York Times, Miami Herald, Miami Times, the man standing there with a $300,000 check. And today that land is now Belen Jesuit Preparatory School. He completed the land purchase for us to collateralize it to build the Belen High School today, where thousands have graduated from because of that one moment in the elevator. That's amazing. That is amazing. And it blew me away. So guess what? In ninth grade, if that happened, and God wished that upon me Mm -hmm. through that sacrifice, I wasn't suspended, by the way. But that's because his intentions were clear. So then what I I mean? And that's the power of, like, intention when you're doing... So naturally, at 40, I told you before we started today, people don't even realize that that effort to build Mast Academy, which is Mm -hmm. that big building you saw coming into this island, was my second high school. Wow. (laughs) Get it? Yes. Remember I told you that his dad built this entire place? <laughs> of course. And, and the boldness. The boldness to feel like you had a knowing that you should do something. And I, I, and again, I, I see this in all of us at the, t- at the table. I think a revelation of something leads to conviction, and then that conviction leads to action. Mm-hmm. And I definitely see that in your life, that you got a revelation of who you're supposed to be, mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do. That led to conviction, and now you're taking massive action. Absolutely. I I love that you said earlier, you know, 
that people need to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. 100%. You know, and, and that that's how I got into personal development 10 years ago, not knowing a thing yes. about it. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, basically after leaving my ex-husband, I was partying, I was drinking, I was hanging out with the wrong people. And I did that for two years. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I couldn't get out of bed. I'm just like looking at at, 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 at my ceiling and I lost my identity because I was with this person at such a young age for 10 years, you know, and one day I was just sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. Yes. I was tired of the depression. I was tired of, you know, fake people. I was tired of, of, of just the way I was feeling. It was so awful. And I went to the mirror and I looked at myself and I talked to myself out loud. I said, are you proud of the woman you've become? Yeah. And I said, no. And it's funny because I learned something from that moment. When you want the truth and you're trying to get advice, don't go to anybody. Go to the mirror, talk to yourself, and ask yourself the question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't lie to yourself. You that's can't, true. You can't lie to your soul. You know the answer. You yeah. know? And so once I asked myself that, I'm not proud of myself, so what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Within that day or a couple of days, there was an ad on Facebook that said, Reignite your life, your finances, and your future. Free ticket. So I hit up a girlfriend of mine. I think you know her, Alexi Panos, mm-hmm. Preston Smiles. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. at the time, me and Alexi, we knew each other from New York City. And I said, Alexi, do you know who this is? And at the, she was, I think Lewis Howe's career was starting. Her right. career was starting. Kind of at the same and, time. Yeah, at the same time. And she goes, she goes, this is a free ticket to Peak Potentials with T. Harbecker. And she's like, I've never heard of that. But if if there's a, one positive thing that comes out of it, it's a win-win situation. I booked my flight. I booked my ticket. And that's where my transformation started. I, I love that. So, <laughs> wait, wait, guys, sorry, but I have to do the standing ovation. Listen, I've never seen that in my life, but it worked. It worked. <laughs> I, may do, I may want that again someday, but don't do it right this second. But by the Many. end of this. Only once a show. Only once a show. <laughs> I'm telling you. But I think that when, when somebody has a setback, that there are steps to have this comeback. And number one is what happened to you. You become awake. And to become awake is you become conscious. A lot of people are sleepwalking for five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, almost their entire life. So you have to become awake. Secondly, you have to take inventory. Mm. That's the most difficult thing for people to do is to, to look at their life and say, Truly, where am I? Mm-hmm. It's almost like having your body scanned to see if there's something wrong with your body. Mm-hmm. You got to take inventory. Absolutely. And that's when you said you looked in the mirror, you took inventory. So you become awake, you take inventory. Number three is you have to partner with the right people. Mm. And that's what you're saying. Sometimes you need to show up to something like Epic Talks, even if you're not used to it. You need to partner with the right people Absolutely. that are speaking a different language. Absolutely. I love that so much. You talk a lot about, um, I mean, you were talking with Oprah about this on her show, Mm -hmm. about turning your setbacks into comebacks. Yes. Give us the little recipe, the secret sauce, like you call it. Yes. On how to do that. So I think that in, in life, many people start with momentum and some people do not. Mm. I know some people that have never had momentum in their whole life. But when you get momentum... Do you think it's because they choose not to? It's two things. I think sometimes they choose not to 
but sometimes they just got hit so hard, so fast, and did not know how to get back up mm. and get into that flow of momentum. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So when you have momentum, many times uh, a life interruption can hit. It, that could be your parents' divorce. Maybe you got molested as a child. Mm-hmm. Maybe you were ill as a child. So there's a life interruption. Maybe one of your parents died life interruption Mm. an interruption is a disturbance that we did not expect to take place okay this is what's happened to this world so many disturbances that we did not expect Mm -hmm. okay so now what are you going to do most people when they have a setback they sit in the setback you guys are both going to love this they settle in the setback and the third thing they cement themselves in the setback so think about it. How many people say that we know, again? Say that again. Some people sit. Sit. Like okay, yeah. my, my husband left me. I found out he cheated. Yeah. So I'm gonna just sit there, and this is my damn life, mm-hmm. and I will never trust people again. Mm-hmm. That's sitting and sit back. Uh huh. Settling is you decide to become a discount version of yourself. Mm. So now I'm gonna blow you away with a little bit of Tim Story verbiage. Most people are a discount version of themselves. The expectation for them is really high, really grand. It's really beyond. Because uh-huh. the utmost God does not create almost children. But they have allowed themselves to become a discount version of themselves by sitting and then settling. Settling. Mm-hmm. This is my life, settling. Comfort zone. Comfort zone. And then it leads to the cementing. Of, of don't mess with me. I don't want to go to epic t- talks. I know what's going to happen there. It's going to be a bunch of good-looking people that are going to brag about how great their life is. My life is not great. What you've done is you have cemented yourself in the setback. Wow. Wow. So basically, you took yourself to the grave and you're not there yet. 100%. So we got to bring on the tools. So the tools sometimes... We need a doggone jackhammer. Uh-huh. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like when they're breaking up the concrete. Uh-huh. There are people that I work with at the highest level, the biggest celebrities in the world. I took a jackhammer to their life. And I remember talking to one celebrity that we all know, and the manager said, nobody has ever talked to him this way. And then the guy, the celebrity said, I'm going to throw you up against the effing wall story if you say that one more time to me. And I said it to him again. I wow. said, I said, I said, I said, you don't have the guts to get back up you don't have the guts and he started crying wow I just got it, 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 was, it was that moment I had in the office. Hey, man, I'm six foot tall. You know, you're yes, insulting me. Yes. One dollar just yeah, to get rid of me. You know? yeah. How dare you? Yeah. So, so I want to I wanna learn more about this. So what are, like, the right, the, the right thing to say with a person like that? Because there are some friends that, well, now acquaintances because I, I just, mm-hmm. not that I give up on them. It's just that I try, like, you know, and, and they're still in the same rut, in the same thing from three, four, seven, eight years ago. I'm like, when are you going to say enough is enough? Yes. Yes, I, I agree. So, number one, we have to come from a place of compassion mm-hmm. because we don't know how bad their injury was. And this is why I have a problem with so many amateur life coaches out there. Because there's a lot of people that have learned maybe part of a system and they're trying to life coach people, but they don't have the compassion and the empathy of understanding that the client that they're working with 
may have really gone through a lot of crap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we got to, number one, come from a place of compassion. You would agree with that? Absolutely. Okay. The second thing is you cannot treat everybody the same. Mm-hmm. One size does not fit all. all. Okay? So when I'm approaching somebody and I want to turn their setback to a comeback, I go through these steps. As I said, become awake. You got to take inventory. You got to partner with the right people. But here's my next step. We have to find the right principles. I think that that's where most people lose. They do not have the right principles in their life. Mm -hmm. They think that they have to be limited. They think that because they've been through things or were not raised on the right side of the track that they're done. But you have to find the right principles. And out of the right principles, it'll change your plan. So if you think back to your life, the right principles changed your plan. Absolutely. Tell me about that. Absolutely. So for me is growing up in a, in a Christian home, mm-hmm. you know, where, where I would go to church every Friday night, Saturday morning. We were Seventh-day Adventists. Um, and, my, you know, my sisters always taught me to, like, really respect myself and they used to tell me, the harder you play with the boys, the better. The more they like you. So I always had that in my mind, you <laughs> That's know. That's very funny. That's very good. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, I started washing dishes when I was three and a half, four years old with mm-hmm. my mom, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Helping in the kitchen, learning how to cook, um, a prayer every day, um, and really understanding that. I was blessed because I had a foster family and I didn't go to an orphanage. Okay, so there you go. Principles, principles, principles. Yeah. Same with you and your parents. Your parents being Cuban, coming here with the right principles, mm-hmm. with the right work ethic. It did something to your life, right? You're absolutely. I, I'm a mind boggled by my father and my mother. Mm-hmm. Complete opposite from each other. I don't know where the romance was between the two of them. They were like this engine that engine the little engine that could. Yes. And that's why I gravitate to someone like Melissa. That's why I feel very at home with you. I just know that my life is more about obedience than it is about treating myself well and expect expecting to be on vacation forever. No man, it's about <laughs> obedience and sacrifice. Yes. And there's a joy in that that I learned to retool. And I realized that today I couldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for those two, my parents who I spent. She knows my story about being, you know taking care of my mom for twelve years with mm-hmm. Alzheimer's. Yes, talk about principles, baby. If you don't have principles to stay into that one, mm-hmm. you're watching a person slowly wither away. Someone mm-hmm. who is brilliant, you know. So of course, my whole life is about understanding people like you and getting into your head as you speak yes. to see if I can I can get it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I always want to get it because I always assume. That in the end, it's loving her, loving you, loving myself enough mm-hmm. to continue loving you. And I want to be there for you if you ever have a problem. I don't want to be here to have a problem. And this is the only way I can do it is through what I do naturally, which is having you guys share yourselves over the airwaves. Because I know whoever's going to listen to this, by the way, you can hit, the recording will be tomorrow on WSQFradio.com. You'll, you'll come to this recording and... You might not know me personally. You might not know anybody here in the room personally. But please listen to what we 
spoke about today. And I, I can't thank you enough for being there, and I can't thank Melissa enough for bringing you because it's so what, wonderful. What, what a privilege. So, Melissa, when you think about this, so the principles that you got in your spirit and you learned led to this plan that is happening in your life. But when I look at you, um, the plan for your life is so gigantic. So let's break down something real quick. For God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or imagine. Mm. Okay? So when you were a child dreaming, you were dreaming big enough. Mm-hmm. But it's nothing compared to the way you're dreaming now. <laughs> and part of that is because of the principles that are in your soul, in your spirit. Mm. And those principles are manifesting this plan. See, people are trying to manifest, manifest, manifest. Manifest what? (laughs) You gotta manifest a God idea (laughs) and with action, right? Absolutely. Okay, so you have the right principles and you have the right plan. And then let me give you the last one. You gotta have persistence. Mm. Sheesh. And that's where people like us, we don't quit. Mm-hmm. We get back up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I, that's happened so many times in my life. And I kind of laugh when things don't go my way. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm just like, I look at God, I'm like, all right, this is a lesson I'm supposed to learn. So what do you want me to do now? <laughs> I yes. literally have a conversation out loud like that with him, mm-hmm. you know? And and then um, I ask him, you know, sometimes I, I wake up. Well, he wakes me up or my angels at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I know it's a message from them and, and I'm, or from him. Yes. And I'm like, okay, what do you want to tell me? The other day, I, this happened to me like two times already last week. And he tells me something and I write it. And when I wake up in the morning, I don't remember. Yes. And when I go on my notes, I'm like. Oh. That's super powerful. And, and what happens is that once we've been through something that's devastating that we could work our way through. We now have a system on how to get through other things. Mm. So that's why I don't trip really on anything. Mm -hmm. And I'm not nervous about things because I have a system. And that's what happened to David when he faced Goliath. He said, okay, there's a a big giant. He said, but I have a system. I killed a lion. I killed a bear. I could take him down too. (laughs) That's a system. Damn straight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is that powerful though? Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. We got a system. Yeah, absolutely. I got a system. And then he hit him right between the eyes. Bam. You know, um, it's funny that you say that because um, what I'm presenting tonight to Epic Talks is at Epic Talks is uh, to the community. It's something completely new. Nobody, Mm -hmm. not even my team knows about it yet. Yes. And um, I've been having a couple of meetings about this last week, and I was nervous. I was nervous. I was shaking in the meeting. One of the meetings was like four or five hours. And then when we met the second time, another four or five hours, big whiteboard, we're writing stuff. And I was like, you know, this is going to change everything that I've I've been creating and doing. He's like, yeah. Yeah. It's it's time to pivot. Are you you glad that I'm going to be there on on this epic talk? You you have no idea. It's not by accident. And and, and it's it's crazy because um, I was telling, he he knows who you are. Um, I was telling him. I'm, I'm like, how how is it that synergistically? Yes. Right. I, I just met Tim. I just met him. Yes. Right. Um, 
through through a mutual friend. He's been a speaker at my Epic Talks event. He was having a meeting with Tony Robbins, mm-hmm. and uh, he's good friends with Tony. He's part of uh, Tony's Platinum membership, part of uh, uh, Myron, Myron Goldman yes. and, uh-huh. and uh, Russell Brunson and all that. So he's in that community. And he was having a meeting with them, and they're like, well, why aren't you doing this? And he's like, Melissa, you were the first name that came to my mind. Wow. And I was like, what? You know, and this is a, a, a guy that took his company from $10 million mm-hmm. to $75 million in four years. Yes. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, for me, I'm like, okay. Can I tell you one reason I think it's happening? Mm. So, and this happened with you and all your property that you own. I mean, because I rolled up to this property and you like own all these buildings. Congratulations! <laughs> it's just one building. Hey, you too, too much credit. At least, at, least, at least buy me a taco. And he just sold a nine million dollar house. Yeah, yeah. Look at him all acting all humble. Yeah. But but here's what happens: when you build your spot, God will put the spotlight on the spot. Mm. So there's so many people are trying to get known, trying to get famous, trying to get themselves out there. But I, what I'm watching in you is you're building your spot, and God has put the spotlight on your spot. Mm. So that's why you're seeing uh, women, men, young, old, all ages coming towards you because the spotlight is on your spot. Mm. So that's one reason you're seeing so many people want to get involved. Absolutely, and 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 it's exciting and it's scary. But I made that decision in that moment. Yes. I, I told him, I'm doing this because I'm scared. Yes. And I haven't been scared in a really long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and yes. every time I've, I've taken that leap of faith and I've gotten out of my comfort zone, I, I win. Yes. You know? And, mm-hmm. I mean, you can ask my team over here. They saw me start, like, epic talks and, like, pivot little by little. And I, I'm at, at a point right now where I'm just like, okay, this needs to go to the next level. Yes. You know what I mean? And once I made that decision, literally, like, you popped into my life. Ryan pops into my life. And all these other amazing people that just want to be part of the, the yeah. community. But it's a, be- it's a beautiful time. And as you know, that um, when God's favor is upon you, it's his super on our natural. So that even though we are a little afraid and out of our own comfort zone, you know that the hand of God is on you. Mm. And he is the one that is empowering you. Mm. Because you think, you think you're doing something now? Wait till it gets to the crazy level. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's going to be a beautiful thing to yeah. watch. Absolutely. I'm, yeah. I'm excited. I'm mm-hmm. excited. Can you give me a moment where, you know, obviously you've been doing this for a long time. Yes. Where was that moment that you're, you you were like right here and then all of a sudden your your, your career just pivoted? I, I would say that what happened is that Quincy Jones, the Quincy Jones, the billionaire Quincy Jones, uh, talked to Oprah Winfrey nine times about me about 17 years ago. He talked to her about nine different times over a period of two years and said, you've never met anybody like this, so don't think this is just another guest I'm trying to get you in. And this guy is a present-day Nelson Mandela. And Oprah just told me, I thought, okay, I'm sure he's good. I saw some footage on you. I'm like, oh, my God, the guy has got charisma. He can speak. Let's put him on. And then... Her executive producer, who's my great, great friend that will probably be there with me uh, tomorrow on Wednesday, is is that um, it took a minute 
because Oprah was moving so fast, but Quincy kept coming at her and saying, you don't understand. You and him are supposed to be connected. And so when I got the invitation to come to Oprah Winfrey's house to hang out with her, (laughs) uh, which was many, many years ago, we hit it off like brother and sister. And then she said to me, Tim, I believe that God has told me to open up my world to you. Mm. And could you imagine the world she opened up to me? <laughs> Thank you very much. Hello. Thank you, Oprah. <laughs> Thank you very much. It was, I was doing pretty doggone well, but that was a whole different story right there. Wow. Because she didn't stop. It, it opened up the biggest companies in the world, the biggest speaking engagements in the world, traveling with Steve Harvey to 20 cities, all these different talk show things. Now I'm working in movies. I'm working in the in Broadway plays. A lot of that was one connection okay. to that lady. That's amazing. And I love this right now. Tell me, how did you meet Quincy Jones? Quincy Jones, that was a cool story uh, where Kim Kardashian's agent, who's a super, super cool guy. Uh, I've been life coaching him and friends with him for about 27 years and he runs all things Kardashian with Kylie and everybody so that says a lot right Uh as far as he knows how to build an empire Um, he was talking about to Quincy about a project and brought me up and uh, Quincy wanted to to meet me so that was the first introduction which was many 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 years ago and then Quincy then said to me hey can we do something like every Thursday at 4 just come over and let's just chat. Mm-hmm. And it, that was wild because, you guys, to be honest, I didn't have every Thursday at 4 open. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was traveling. But I told my assistant, I don't care if I'm supposed to be in Cincinnati. Cancel it. Because I'm going to do every Thursday at 4. And this lasted for about four months. Wow. And, man, he just mentored me. And his his mentoring was like, get up, get up, man. Get up, get out. You're the voice for us. Wow. And he's the one that gave me the 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 name, the voice. He said, you are the voice of inspiration to our generation. And people listened. People listened. I really saw, I saw it in all communities. And, um, you know, I was already working with big celebrities, but it really exploded mm-hmm. at that yeah, time. Yeah, the quantum leap. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, good way of saying it. Yeah, quantum yeah. leap. Yeah. Good way of saying it. It's, what, it's really impressive. Uh, absolutely. What do you think has been your greatest lesson from Quincy? Greatest lesson from from Quincy Jones is to to be my unique self. And he was talking about working with Michael Jackson and how the reason the album Thriller was so good is that Michael kept challenging everything people were throwing at him. And they were saying, no, no, do this song this way. And Michael kept challenging it and and Quincy said Shh, you guys keep quiet go with what he's saying this guy has instincts that are beyond mm-hmm. yes. and so so Quincy said to me a guy like you you got a lot of charisma you're coming from the inner city you got a way about you people want to be around, uh, around you people are going to try to mac, uh, micromanage you mm-hmm. she says he said do not let that happen you got you got to pay attention to your own uniqueness mm. And that's how I roll. Like, I don't study a bunch of other speakers because I don't want to talk like them. No. I If I study someone who communicates, I study comedians because they have the best timing. 
Wow. Yeah, I don't study all these. A lot no, of these and, comedi- guys. and comedians are are fearless, man. They're fearless. They don't, they don't know if their joke's gonna land or not, and they go ahead anyway, live improv. Yeah, I, I I respect the guys that are out there talking, but I'm not. I mean, I'm 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 playing at a whole different level. You're you're one of a kind. And I think one reason is because I stayed with my own uniqueness on how to communicate with people mm. and and how to get into people's spirits. Yeah, absolutely. Which is kind of like your own moonwalk. <laughs> yeah, that that is that is my own moonwalk, and I love that you bring that up because. Michael Jackson started studying the moonwalk at 10. Barry Gordy told me that story, and so did Suzanne DePass, who was my manager for 15 years, who was at one time the president of Motown. Michael started the moonwalk at 10 and did not break it out till he was 25. Wow. So for 15 years, he studied the moonwalk before he broke it out. Wow. So each one of us right now, <laughs> we should be studying our own moonwalk yeah. that we're about to break out. 15 years later. Wow. Oh, I love that. Isn't that's that a, powerful? That, that is so amazing. That deserved another standing ovation, but Let's I kept my promise. <laughs> you kept your promise, Mijo. But, so, I got a lot of moonwalks in me, but man, I'm just letting them marinate. What's <laughs> up? I'm just getting started. I got a lot of them, too. Oh, you got them, believe me. Yeah. Uh, and so, you're, you're, friends, you're still friends, obviously, with Oprah Winfrey. I would consider one of my best friends. That's We're amazing. We're very close. We do a lot of projects together. Uh, I get to go to all her fine dinners and eat with all these fine people. And it's pretty mind-boggling to be, like, sitting there and then Julia Roberts just comes up to you on the side. Oh, my God, I love your work. So, yeah, it's a trippy world. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I love Oprah. Yes. What is, I mean, who doesn't? Um, what has been your greatest lesson from her? Um, Oprah is... Number one, one of the coolest people I know. I get to speak to her staff. Uh, I got to do the Oprah cruise. I got to travel with her on the road speaking, uh, do other projects with her, uh, be her friend, dance with her. Uh, She likes to dance. Uh, My biggest lesson from her is she listens. Mm. She's very good at listening. If you tell her a story, she's listening listening that's why she's a walking library because think of all the people she's interviewed Mm -hmm. she actually listened yeah and she knows how to retain information but one of her superpowers she's a great listener i love that i love that and so what is like is there something that you guys are planning to do together or work on something together? i think it's just going to continue to evolve um i think you know she's given me a lot of um um, wisdom and insight about what I should do next. Mm-hmm. Uh, I discussed this Broadway play that I'm working on that I think is super, super cool. And probably one of the biggest rappers of all time said yes to do the music. And then one of our best athletes of all time has said yes to give me the money. So mm-hmm. let's see what we do with that. But I passed that through Oprah. She liked the idea. And she's wholeheartedly behind what I'm doing next. You guys, I'm about to do a talk show at a big, big level. And so um, my agents are very strong. The company I'm going with is very strong. So I want to be like a cool, hip Larry King. No (laughs) one will be Larry King because that guy was dope and Uh he was my friend. Uh We used to eat breakfast at Nate and Al's in Beverly Hills. 
But that's where I'm headed next is I'm going to do my own talk show starting next year. You want a simulcast from Blink Radio? <laughs> yes, which is straight out of Key Biscayne, yes. WSQF 94.5. Well, you blink once, I said it, blink twice. Exactly. You missed it. Do you know, um, maybe you can't share this, but do you know like the title of it? Or Well, I think it's... They'll, they'll probably do a, a play on my name because it's Tim's story. Yeah. So there's so much things you could do with that, like, you know, yeah, yeah, of real story yeah, or yeah, true yeah. story or. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, I wanna I wanna use the Larry King format, and others have tried it. Piers Morgan, other people, Tavis Smiley, who did a great job with that. But I think I'm gonna bring my own unique juice, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I also think I can get to people like a Kanye West and others who will not talk to someone else, but they'll talk to me out of friendship. So, but the whole squad is there. We mm-hmm. just had a meeting yesterday, nice, and I'm excited about it. But I'm excited about it to serve people. That's what Absolutely. I'm into. Absolutely, yeah. And it's going to be in L.A.? Or it's going to be all over the world. Come on now. Okay, okay. I didn't know where the studio was going to be at. and you know. No, the, meet, the, the studio will either be New York or L.A., Okay. but it's, a, it's, a, it's in the world. I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Where, how many people do you want to impact moving forward? I know you've already impacted millions, but what's the plan? On, you know? I think about more people like you. Mm. Uh, the stage that I'm in, not the age... The stage is I'm playing with house money. It's like going to the Wynn Hotel <laughs> and I got stacks of chips. Mm-hmm. I'm not, not I'm not even looking for more chips. Mm-hmm. I want to see how I could help you, how I could serve you. So I'm not I'm not even thinking about stacks of chips and more stacks of chips. I'm playing with house money, so I, I'm not even thinking about the number of people mm-hmm. or being okay. the biggest. Uh, I see people like yourself. And I say, what the heck? <laughs> She's got it. Thank like, you. How do we get her uh, in with the right people to do the right things? That's more how I think. Thank you. I, I'm all about that as well. Yes. Uh, I want to. My purpose and passion is in life is to help people tap into their greatness. And a lot of people don't believe that that greatness exists within them. Yes. You know, limiting beliefs, setbacks. Right. So how do you tell them to go from that setback to the comeback? You know, what's Mm -hmm. that sauce that you would tell them? Listen, this is exactly how you're going to do it. So what I like to do, like if if somebody's in a setback, I I like them to be around us. Mm. So let's say if we had three people in a setback in the studio, I guarantee you their lives would be at least challenge today in a positive way Mm -hmm. just by being around the energy that's here absolutely so i i purposely have always taken my kids around me everywhere my nephews and nieces with me everywhere because i want them to just feel the energy right absolutely to be around about energy because because a lot of it is the conversations they're going to hear and the observations of things they're going to see Absolutely. Yeah, a, a great teacher always says, uh, great teachers don't necessarily teach you anything. They ask you to sit next to them and see for yourself. Mm. And, and that's powerful. I like that, actually. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And for those of you listening right now, we're at WSQF 94.5 FM. And 
it doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter what your setback is. Right. If 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 a child from Compton, you know, coming from nothing, lived in a two bedroom house with seven people, a foster child, uh, a Cuban immigrant that you know first generation had, Cuban had injury. If we can create greatness in our lives, <laughs> like you can too. Yes. And it's all about surrounding yourself with the right tribe with the right people and whatever your environment is make sure that when you're in it it feels good and if it doesn't feel good walk away it's that simple 100 so think about the conversations that you're having with your family think about the conversations that you're having with your friends think about your environments that you're in and a lot of people they're like well i can't get out of it yes you can, yes, you can. you're just one decision away mm-hmm. it's up to you you know, this morning I was uh, listening to Tony Robbins. Like, when I'm getting ready, I like to put motivational videos and listen to them. And he was talking about that. It's just one decision. Yes. Either you're going to, you know, have that cigarette or you're not going to have that cigarette. Or you're, either you're going to go to bed early or you're not going to go to bed early. I think that that is you know, the, that is the ultimate right there is what you just said. And what he said is that that decision, that choice, mm-hmm. that selection to yeah. just get up. Get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Walk. If you have not exercised in a, in a long time, mm-hmm. walk seven houses in your neighborhood and walk back day one. Absolutely. And then day two, walk nine houses. Mm-hmm. I like that. And when you make the decision, when you stick to it, you know what's going to happen? Confidence is going to arise. And when you don't stick to it, depression will take over. Because when you don't stick to what you say you're going to do, what happens? You start doubting yourself and you're selling your subconscious mind that you're not good enough and that you're not going to stick to your word. And there's nothing worse than letting yourself down. That's so, so good. You know? Yes. My gosh, she's got a lot of wisdom. Yeah, man, absolutely. (laughs) Your mind is not your friend. If it were, you'd have more answers than questions. And don't trust your mind. Feed your mind good stuff, you know? Yeah. I'm one of those guys that literally came from the f- the bottom of a street, falling out of a truck at 15 miles an hour, smashing my skull. Talk yeah. about picking yourself up, man. That's literal. And I had to work on my mind for the entire 1989. That whole year, uh, seeing a shrink, keeping me from falling into depression, keep on realizing, oh my God, I got my faculties. I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, oh my God, I, I'm, I, I'm not paralyzed. I'm not, you know, and just thank God. And then I really got, since I was a Jesuit educated kid, it wasn't that hard to follow the Lord even more. But what fascinates me about you that I really have a limited belief, I have to confess, being able to repeat the verses of the Bible mm. at the moment I need to, even if it's not, you know, chapter and verse, but just to be able to do it yeah. Is, a, is your power. You, uh, I can't thank you enough for being able to just spit it out like you do. It's fantastic. It really does because it resonates. Well, I think that, you know, if you look at most motivators, they're using biblical principles, the good ones. Yes. Like they're using Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, if you go even back to Think and Grow Rich. And um, so there's so much wisdom in the wisdom books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I used to be able to say all the books in the Bible. I used to have a song. Yes. You want to hear it? Yeah, yeah. we do. <laughs> you still have it in you. So I, go I ahead. I think so. Okay, Ladies ready? Ladies and gentlemen, all I, the way I from Miami. I, wait, wait. I haven't, I haven't sang roll, it in like please. 30 years. Okay, let's see if I can do it. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, mm, 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 mm-hmm. Samuel, 
first king, second king, first Keep and going. second That's chronicles. Good. Ezra, Keep going. Nehemiah. Keep going. No, Ecclesiastes. No, no. Anyways, I can't remember. But listen, <laughs> but that was good. But wait, 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 wait. Now the That's New Testament. Lot. Now the New Testament. Ready? Okay, here it comes. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Accent the letters to the Romans. Philistine and Ephesians. First and second Thessalonians. First Ooh. and second Timothy. Titus and Well, you threw Titus in there. That was good. The book of Mark. First and second Peter. Then a revelation. People all over the world. That was amazing. I've seen amazing things yeah, up man. close in person. That was tough. That was one of them. And the judges are scoring now. And they're giving that I'm a sorry, nine I and a half. I can't, I can't hold back. They're giving that a nine and a half. People, she has not done this since grade school. Yeah, they're giving that much. a nine and a half. Now I want to go home and look at the Bible and just like sing it and My learn it again. gosh. Oof, that was powerful. Yeah. It's very, very cool. Uh, I remember doing that in a first uh, men's ministry, uh, men's uh, retreat, where I was a retreatant. Not, yes, uh, I'm not a, I wasn't a brother yet, and I went in there with the desire to stand in front of the church at the end and recite the Ten Commandments in order. Yes. And I pulled it off, and I can't do that today. Uh, <laughs> you get to go home and practice. Yeah, now. <laughs> I, won't, I won't. I won't set myself up like that because I'll disappoint myself. Right when I think that I'd seen all her gifts, yeah. no. <laughs> Wow, My that was very gosh. cool. And I'm hearing it for the first time, too. She was uh, rapping, too. That was, like that, was a, fantastic. that was like a rap. I love it. I love it. Tim, It's it's been so amazing to have you here. Uh, honestly, like, a dream come true for me, you know? And that's the power of believing in yourself and starting something, you know? Yes. Because if I wouldn't have believed in myself, if I wouldn't have started Epic Talks, if I wouldn't have said yes to the invitation, I'm coming on this radio show, um, you wouldn't be here. Yes. So it's the power of saying yes to your life, yes to yourself, yes to your dreams, and go for it. Mm -hmm. I think if anybody's smart, they'll recognize who's next. And so I re recognize your next and your now. So thank you very much. Thank so, you. I mean, like when when uh, Whitney Houston came up, the, the great singers that went before her, mm. they recognize what the heck. Mm -hmm. And so they weren't afraid to just say, just move out of the way, here she comes. So you've got something huge on you, so it's a privilege to be part of what you're doing. I appreciate That's you. how I see life. Uh, any final thoughts or words for, for our audience? Yes, my final thoughts are, get is connected to what you're doing is possible because you have new things coming and we're going to hear about them. Yes. And you are training people. You're equipping people. You are networking people. You are building a community that is going to shake the world. And so you guys that are watching, listening, just keep getting connected and staying connected.
That's my final notes. Thank you so much. Manny, thank you so much. All media in the house, thank you so much. I'm not done yet. Give me a second. Um, For those of you listening, if you want to get tapped into this community, if you'd like to uh, listen to Tim's story live tomorrow at Epic Talks, make sure you guys go to www.epictalksmiami.com. You can find out the information there. Uh, The title of the theme tomorrow is Uncommon Success. You know, realizing that you do have supernatural success and Tim is going to be sharing uh, his secret sauce tomorrow on stage and and we're just honored and blessed to have you here so thank you everybody enjoy the rest of your Tuesday WSQF 94.5 FM Key Biscayne Radio (laughs) if you like our programming on WSQF 94.5 in Key Biscayne you can also hear us very far away nationwide WSQF radio.com and if you like our audio files and our subject matter, subscribe to YouTube Mac on the Rock Rampage. Take care and stay free. <laughs>